We're all feeling the financial crunch of living in today's economy. And today we're going to talk about it. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Black Girl Bravado podcast, your weekly fix for all things mental health and wellness. I'm Brittany, the joke-cracking, detail-oriented friend who is always down the road when you need her. For the legal stuff, though, not the illegal stuff. And I'm Germany, the loyal friend who keeps you laughing. I'm a ray of sunshine, and you can always find me on the dance floor. And not only are we besties, but we're your besties. You heard me right. It's homegirl vibes here. Get ready for the girls to dish the real, the raw, and the fucking funny. And listen, we may drag you, but it's always in love. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back. I always forget that y'all out there on you in the YouTube world are watching this. Yeah. Are they seeing this part yet? Yeah. Oh, maybe really? they're not. Maybe they're not. Oh, maybe not. It depends on when this drops. But you're going to start, so we got to start. Exactly. I got to tap back in like we were doing a year ago. I know. Yes. But how are you today? I'm I'm good. I've had an eventful weekend, y'all. What's tea? Kicked off the weekend with a celebration of love, a wedding. Yeah. And I just loved being able to dress up, get dolled up. Mm -hmm. There's not many... There hasn't been many opportunities for me to like get into my black tie bag. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. I liked that. That was. Um, I enjoyed that, you know. And um, yesterday went to a baby shower. And today we're celebrating Libras. Yes, the Libra girls. I had a similar weekend. Obviously, I was at not obviously, but I was at the same wedding on Friday, which was nice. I liked that the wedding was on Friday because it made the weekend feel longer because I had a half day at work. So mm. I was like, ooh, I'm already kicking things off early. Yeah. So that was nice. And I will say, Tiana, because I know you're listening. <laughs> because she does listen. Um, I thought the wedding was so beautiful. It was a beautiful wedding. The little touches, the little details. There was a cigar bar, which was great for the men. Yeah, there you was know? no stone left unturned when it comes to the details and Tiana's a Virgo. Virgo. She's a Virgo, and you could tell the decor yeah. was beautiful. Love the, the song little ice choice. cream and cookies. Yeah, the little midnight snack, the slider. Everything was it was really it was nice, beautiful, and nice. So. They were so generous to provide an open bar for us all night. So yes, I felt like the effort that I put into <laughs> getting ready for the day was, was re- worth re- it. Reciprocated. Yeah, it was reciprocated. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, the wedding was beautiful. And then yesterday I had a relatively, I, I was in my um, element of service yesterday. I was in the service element of service. Yeah. <laughs> I was a, of service to my sister and my grandma. And you know, when I was there with my grandma doing her hair, I was like, I need to do this more often. An act of love. Yeah. And it's just those little tender moments between us that yeah. we're not going to have them forever. And oh. I was just thinking about how like much love she's like rendered to me yeah. as I grew up, you know, and like I, I was a grandma's girl. Same. Most most um, first black daughters, daughters yeah. first children, who first are daughters. raised with their mom's mom. We usually are grandma's girls. Yeah, me and my grandma used to really be locked in besties. Yeah, I used to be like, mom, Ganging leave us them. here. You could leave us here for the summer. Right. I want to stay with this girl. At one part, well, at one point, I felt like I was choosing, yeah. choosing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the vibe. Yeah, but um, 
I was just like grateful how, for how much like love and sacrifice that she's provided, even just being my grandma, you know, and I'm like, I need to pour back in more. I, I know that I do it in different ways, but I want to do it in more um, tangible, like physical ways, ways that she will really appreciate. Yeah. And that she'll be like, wow, I'm really feeling loved up on in these last years. Yeah. So I felt really good to see her. And then um, I had a nice wind down week e- evening. That was it really came home and. Settled in. Same. <laughs> and then today, yeah, the Libra girls are being celebrated. The Libra girls are being celebrated. A nice dinner. Love a nice Libra dinner. Scene. We love a dinner. Another opportunity to get a little dressed up. Yeah. Get cute. That's what the Libra season is about. I read that. It is. It's about beautiful things, beautiful places, you know, all the beauty. For the hood love. healer, the Virgos, um, she's a Virgo. Mm-hmm. The Virgos show up and show out in Libra season. Oh. That's what she said. (laughs) And that's why we are gang. Right. We are gang. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I'm like, my birthday is my most favorite holiday of the year. Mm -hmm. And then Christmas, I was talking to Andres, honestly, not Christmas, Thanksgiving. And I said, and then like it kind of trickles down. I said, but Brittany's birthday is probably up there too, because it kind of feels like I'm having like my own birthday experience. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a few birthdays that I really look forward to every year. I'm right. Like, I know something's happening for Brittany's birthday, so we're doing something. Yeah. And I told him I would have that same energy about your birthday if you gave a damn. Like Listen, you, you, some people you are gotta just leave not the into, charge. Yeah, some people are just not into birthdays like that. Right, and we match the energy of who's birth, the person whose birthday exactly, it is. Exactly, exactly. I'm matching the energy. If you up about your birthday, I'm up about your birthday. We up I'm, and stuck. Yeah. But if you don't give a damn, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then we ain't down something. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Libra season. It's probably over by. It's coming to a close by the time. Dang, Libra season go by hella fast. I'm not gonna lie. I know. I feel like I just like... started getting into my bag around this time, and then my birthday. And it's because you're come... at the end of it. I'm in the mid mid. Oh girl, I really don't know y'all frame. <laughs> I don't know y'all. Frame. I mean, I'm close to the end. Yes, it's wrapping up. But I I love it here. It's my favorite time of year. It's the most okay, wonderful. T- it is <laughs> of the year. So yeah. It's been a nice weekend. It has. My calves are hurting. Oh, from being in your... Uh, why? Nigga, we was only in heels for Girl, whatever. I don't know if minute. it was the heels, the dancing. It was the heels. DJ artistic. It might have been uh, going dumb, taking it down low and having and to pull yourself. And do the bird. Dust myself off like I just went on third. Hey, I love when the DJ knows how to get bring the party going element. and keep the party going. Oh, I, I was like bringing a Bay Area element. That's, that's me and though. Some of them don't do it. And if you don't do it, I don't know why you're DJing. Some people don't do the the sprinkle of bay touch. That is mandatory. It's kind of like you got to touch all over the coast. You, you got to go east coast. You got to go down south. You got to yeah. get the Midwest. You yeah. feel me? And you got to bring it to the West Coast. <laughs> exactly. And when, the West, when you hit the West Coast, there's a subdivision. It's the Bay Area. Yes, it's the Bay you Area. You know It's like exactly. all of it. You got to give. Yeah. You know what to the do. The staple hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sprinkle them in. But it was a great time. It was. It was a good time. So now Happy to be here today. We're here with y'all. Mm-hmm. We're here with y'all. And um, America has a problem. <laughs> America? America has, has a problem. I feel like we are being gaslit into thinking that we need to work fucking harder or we're lazy mm. when there's a bigger issue going on. Because I know for a fact that I'm not lazy. I have some of the best work ethic. I am willing to work. I enjoy working. 
I put all of my energy and effort into whatever I do. And I'm resourceful thinking of ways to make more money. But the reality is, as a millennial, inflation is beating our asses. I am being jumped. (laughs) Exactly. My bills. (laughs) My bills are jumping. No, it, it is. You know, it's funny that you said work smarter. They are they are making it seem like that's the key. We're being gaslit. It's like work harder. Work more. You just got to get out there and make more money. But the real issue is, y'all, the tide is stronger. <sighs> the tide is stronger. It's not a work harder. It's not a sink or swim. The tide is stronger and we're swimming upstream. Baby. That's the real issue. Things have changed. It's not us. It's the fact that we're not living in the same reality that our parents, our grandparents were living in. Shit is really... um. Yeah, beating our asses. We aren't. And that's, um, it's been discouraging. I know. It's been very discouraging. And we've had these conversations amongst ourselves. And amongst our friends. We've had these conversations amongst friends. I've seen it all over. We are all feeling this. Yeah. And it's time for us to have this conversation on the platform. On the platform. It's time for us to have it on the platform. Because if we're feeling it and we're talking about it, we know y'all are talking about it in your group chats. It's a thing. It is a thing. And I'm just like, the reason why I'm feeling discouraged is because as a solution oriented girly, y'all know that's the type of girly I am at this point. If you've been here, I'm feeling like, oh, what's really the solution? Yeah. You know, like what is really the way that we overcome this? Because like you mentioned, we are middle class girlies. We grew up middle class when we were growing up. Our parents did what they needed to do and they were able to provide a good life for us. I was thinking about how all my friends in high school, everybody had a house. Everybody lived in a and house. Everybody had a car. Yeah. In Wait. my in my everybody had a car. Oh, in your house. I'm saying in the in the even like the people I went to school with, all of the people I went to school, we were driving. Yeah. In like tenth, eleventh grade. Like that's a real middle class life when your fucking family can afford to like provide the children with vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. We all had houses. We actually have bought two houses. Like we had one house, our first house, and then we moved. And that that was an even bigger house. We had activities, jet skis, see, you know, sea dudes. We went on a family. We went on family vacations every year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about how we all were on planes going to Disney World. Yeah. And I had a big family, like three siblings. My mom and my stepdad, you mm-hmm. know, and we were really making shit shake. Yeah. And then when you come to present day, it's like you could barely afford to take a trip. I, uh, fuck a family. <laughs> yeah, a family you can barely afford to have a family. Yeah, That too. You can barely afford to have a family. And then the generation X, that's like our parents. Genera- that is our parents generation. Not our parents directly, but a lot of people's parents are like, when are you going to have a house? When are you, you going to have children? Yeah, it's and- becoming harder to hit those little milestones that signal adulthood. I know that a lot of us are like adulting already. And that's like sort of a running joke with, between millennials or amongst a mil- millennials is like we are these people who are going to always live with our parents. Like, you know, it's like this adulting versus being an adult, like the task, the activity of adulting It's becoming more and more hard to a fucking adult. It is. That's the real issue. We are fucking grown as fuck and barely can adult. We can barely adult. Most of us can barely adult. Yeah. It, like it, inflation is up 3.67%. 
Anybody who's not feeling this, I'm sure y'all are feeling it. We're feeling it at the gas station. It cost me $96 to fill my car up. $96 to fill my car up. And what did it used to cost you? Because you've had that car for like three years now. $60, 70-ish. It was 70 like two two months ago. 75 I'm like, okay, I know $15, $20 doesn't feel like much. $26, but we're adding that up multiple times a week. Now, now my gas is up $100. Right. You see? And for most people, $100 is a lot. That's a light bill. Listen. That's the internet. Okay. Now it's I'm, a bill. Now I'm paying more to fill it's my car bill. up. It's a bill. It's a subscription to do something that you enjoy. It's a lot of things. I'm like, ooh, that's part of a student loan payment. And that's you really the thing. You Right now, inflation is up 3.67%. But since the 90s, inflation has gone up 67%. 67% while the wages have only gone up 18%. Yeah. Baby, the math is not mathing. And like you said, we're adulting to do the things that we need to do. But as inflation keeps increasing, we're not going to be able to do the things that we want to do. Right. And we put way too much time and energy into going to work every day just to work to live in <laughs> damn near barely able to do that. Yeah. The discretionary income is dwindling. It's going down. It's going down. It doesn't make any more. It doesn't make sense anymore. It's, it's literally it stopped making sense. sense. <laughs> yeah, it stopped making it's, sense. It's not making. It stopped making sense. Sense or sense. So since we're in this conversation about inflation, we have some stats because we are girls with numbers, numbers, period. So a WTW survey, a U.S. companies conducted in early 20, 2022, y'all reported that employers were budgeting an overall salary increase of 3.4%, which was less than half of the inflation rate of 7.9%. This is an issue. It is. This is an issue. If inflation is like you just mentioned, if inflation is up, but the wages aren't up, we, we cannot meet the mark of being able to sustain our livelihood. The goalpost livelihood. keeps moving. The goalpost keeps moving. And even though right now inflation rates are trending down, luckily, but although they still motherfucking high. Yeah. Um, Our projected average salary increases have risen to 4.6, but we don't know at the end of the year if that's really going to balance out. If we're going to be able to like outpace inflation which is how we continue to live our lives where the more we have this balance of inflation to increase of our rates, our um, salary, we feel like we can sustain our livelihoods. Our discretionary income is like, you know, we have a lot to do, but when that fucking margin narrows, we become stressed. And, and it is narrow. And I mean, they're saying that companies have budgeted for the salary increase, but at that the changes. same time, layoffs are occurring. Mm-hmm. Companies, are not even giving increases because they're trying to manage the budget. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's not. Uh. And I think something that we also don't consider is like healthcare has gone up. The price of people even paying oh, for yeah, their that healthcare, go up every year, but that's not being considered in your salary. And the thing with millennials, y'all, and this is not just a millennial conversation, but because this platform is like for 18 to 25 year olds, not 25, 18 to 40. 40 shit yeah so a lot of us gen z millennial girlies boys whoever's listening to they thems listen to this podcast a lot of us are even being impacted by previous like issues fucking the great recession a girl in 2008 so many of us who entered the job working field at that time at that time came into a workforce where we were being underpaid we were already at a deficit we were already being underpaid Right. So it's like you're doing the job of somebody who probably would have came into the market when it was booming, when the workforce was booming and got less money yeah. to do the work that you are currently doing. We already behind we already the curve. Behind and they were getting hit again coming off the heels of the pandemic. That too. 
We get into so the it's like that's what I'm that saying. Happens. The millennials are really getting their ass beat. We are. The millennials, we are really getting our asses beat here. Yeah. Because we came in at a deficit and we've been having this conversation about the middle class disappearing. Maybe the middle class is gone. They've been talking about this middle class disappearing since it's, the 1970s. Yeah. And now we're here. And now it's, you know, been slowly disappearing. Yeah. And I know that it seems like this is just a new topic of conversation now because of the point where we're at in our adulthood. But it's not just now starting to happen. Yeah, it's happened. It's been happening. And I think as like younger adults, we haven't we hadn't felt the real strain of inflation, like the way our parents might have been feeling it at some point paying for things. This is the first time that many young adults are being hit with like, whoa, what yeah. the fuck is going on out here? Right. It's tough. It's a reality check. And the good and the thing is the difference between us and our parents is a lot of them have already established some things for yeah. themselves. Like a lot of people's parents already own, own homes, homes. Yeah. On lakes and you know, these big nice homes, you know, the Carsons and the yeah. Windsor Hills yeah, and the, the Ladera Heights. You know, they we they already had their shit set up when the middle class was booming. Yeah. And we're trying to think about why is it costing $800,000 for a condo or a townhome that shares walls? Listen, that's the issue. And we're still getting it. Like We're still, we're still feeling it. It's like, so hard. Like, girl, I had looked up. Um, so, you know, they're saying like the whole goal back in the day was like, you know, make your $100,000. You're going to be able to really live well because our oh, parents please. were making much less and able to do what they needed to do. Right. But now because of inflation and the way that it's changed, they're talking about $300,000 is a new hundred thousand dollars. That could never be. They're saying $300,000 is a new hundred thousand dollars. And they're right because in Los Angeles where we live, if you make a hundred thousand dollars, you're considered poor. Your rent, (laughs) your rent should be like, 2300 max based on like that 40 percent rule yeah but the average rent for a one bedroom in los angeles is 2700 dollars. yeah so y'all telling people that they can't afford to get an average apartment that's what they say that's not right it's we not working right. 40 60 hours a week i i strongly believe that anybody who's going to work at any rate Whatever that is, minimum wage, $100,000, I don't give a damn what it is, should be able to provide a safe shelter environment for themselves that's not run down in poverty, be able to put food on their table and clothes yeah, on their back. Fucking if you drive a car, gas in your vehicle. I strongly believe that. And service for car. I don't think. Uh, the car has got to be. I, I know. I know. I know. I'm talking about bare necessities. Yeah, and that's it, a pains bare necessity. me, it pains me, though, to know that people can barely afford rent, that people can barely afford to go to the grocery store. Y'all groceries are an abs- sick amount, sick amount. You remember when we used to go to the grocery store with $50? Baby, and run it up. The way it used to be a Winco, a basket full of things. I mean, 70 was like, I'm really doing something. Even I remember like before COVID hit, because you know we were doing the envelope system. Yeah. So I was setting aside my cat, like taking out cash and putting my money in in different envelopes for my different expenses. And my grocery each, each week was $50. I know. Mine too. Each week I was getting my stuff for the week. For $50. And that's why it was more cost efficient to eat at home. Right. Because it's like you could go out and get a meal 
And you're going to spend 50 to $60 each time you sit down. But if you go out and get your groceries, then you spent what you would spend on a night out and for the week. For the week. Yeah, it don't make that much sense no more. At this point, you damn near might as well Uber eats all your food to your house. Okay, you no. might you because once you pay once you pay you, the delivery fees Uber and eats, stuff, but you can easily eat you can out go every out day. And buy you some. could go to a Chipotle, you could go to a wherever the fuck you know these places, a Chick Fil A, a few times a week and have let spend less on groceries. Yeah, you really can, mm. and it's not right. Yeah, it's not right. I hate it for us. I do too. I hate it, and we have this debt because of college. Yeah, the student loans. You know, we're the college girls, so. And boys and people. So it's just a lot. What What are your concerns about the current economy? Is there anything that feels really daunting to you as it pertains to money? I think it's depressing to not be like to really be a middle class girl and not be able to get all the things that I really desire. Like home ownership is a desire of mine. Even moving into like a nicer building or a nicer area, you know, just like progressively moving up. Like you mentioned about the housing, the cost of housing it. I don't want to spend three, $4,000 on a one bedroom apartment to be like, I live in this particular area or get, get the things that I want. You know, I feel like that is insane. And if you are out there doing it great, I just don't want to spend my money like that because I know that other things are going to suffer as a result of being able to pay for it, but not necessarily being able to afford it. Mm-hmm. So like housing, Student loan debt. <laughs> student loan debt is sickening as fuck. I, I hate that it for me. Is. I think those are my my biggest two woes. The other things I, I don't mind. I could keep up with. Luckily, y'all, I'm in a dink household, dual income, no kids. But even in a dink household, like it's not lost on me that it's hard to like leverage. Yeah. To leverage the resources that we have because the goalpost keeps moving. Things keep changing. Long gone are the days where you could pull up and get a nice apartment for 2500 two bedroom in a nice luxury building with listen, a gym in it listen you're not doing that anymore two bedrooms baby you 3400 listen you 3400 out the gate and i'm just like listen if we're if we my thing with my partner has been if we want to go that route then you we got to forgo home ownership because anybody who owns a home anybody who's ever been in the process of home ownership knows what it takes to get a home and maintain. Of, it's it's beyond getting. Yeah, there's a lot of sacrifice to get to the point of like, here it is. It, it, we've made it happen. So I'm all for, listen, we just want to live. We want to live. But then we're going to have to get rid of the dream of we're going to buy something. I feel like the dream is antiquated anyway. The, yeah. um, the homes here um, are like 800000 the down payment is forty thousand. You put that down, and you still have a sixty three hundred dollar mortgage, and then you have to pay when shit goes out, like HVAC or you know all of these yeah, yeah, things yeah, are, that aren't majorly minor. You know you can't just call up maintenance. But the issue now is that rent keeps going. Up. Rent keeps going up. You can't keep up with rent, and that's the the I guess pro of a home ownership. Like you in can a sort sense, of- but there's still a large gap between. The rent going up and you're already coming in at a very high point. At yeah. The, the and it just really depends on what you what you desire, what you want and like what you really you could get something for lower. You can. But, but who, you just said you don't you want to live in a nice environment. I do. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you can. It's just get something for around. lower. See that like I make good money. y'all. I make great money. I make great money. And it's still an issue of. But the, the shit is high as fuck. It's high. I seen somebody the other day on TikTok say you got to be rich to be comfortable 
these days. You really have to be rich. You got to be swimming in money to be super comfortable. Getting the shit that you want. Get is That's another thing. Not just needs. Wants. It's the wants. What are you feeling it's when the it comes wants. to money? The same thing. I'm feeling like <laughs> it's it, the goalpost just keeps running. It keeps running and it's running quick. Mm-hmm. Who's the fastest runner? What's Usain Bolt? Bolt? Yeah. It's giving that type of energy because... Yeah. Just like 2022, maybe 2021, you can get a nice luxury apartment for like 2600 yeah. You know, you could really get you something. Florida, it's giving Florida ceiling windows. Florida ceiling, you know. Yeah, a the, lot of amenities. And now you can get, you can spend like the 2700 2600 but it's not going to be given that. No. And that's just disheartening when I go into these sites and I'm looking like, what do I need to get what I want? And it keeps changing quickly Mm -hmm. that pisses me off that's depressing it is very depressing and we thought these student loans were going to be canceled that's not fucking happening the interest keeps accruing i'm sick of it i'm sick of it it's like damn do i gotta work two six-figure jobs back to back not sleeping to get what i want that's what it's looking like because as much as they like to say $300,000 $300,000 is a new $100,000. Nigga, that's not easily attainable. It's There's not. not just 300,000 jobs sitting, $300,000 jobs available for the people. And they need to start increasing. If y'all know that's what we need, then these salaries need to go up. And that's my question. What I've been reading is what does the, what needs to happen for the middle class? What needs to happen and it really goes down to some policy shit changing we need to get into our martin luther king mlk bag and really start marching for shit because nigga it's not just going to work and that and that's another thing because of the current economy they're fine there was a period where they were trying to get people back into the workforce after the pandemic so pay businesses corporations were paying more for the jobs now they're going to start decreasing the salaries again. Yeah, it was like a job searcher's market. It was. You, you could know, go in there and request sign-on bonuses. EDD, they had so many people wanting to stay home. It was easier to stay home than it was to go to work. Now they done got people back into the workforce and it's like, great, we're going to actually lower the salary cap. Yeah. We're taking that down. And there's fewer jobs because people are getting laid off and people need money. So they're desperate and they're taking whatever's offered because we have to work. Wow. They played us that little pandemic period that pandemic set us back it did something to us but most most of us young people most of us americans young americans are worried about housing this is not a feeling that is just exclusive to us you know it's a feeling that we're all feeling housing student loans we already stretched thin baby I don't know how much. Can't nothing else go up. It's like, listen. Unless it's a salary. If it's not the salary going up, I don't want to see another nothing go up. Seriously, we had gotten so comfortable not paying them student loan bills. And now that's coming back. We're anxious. We're nervous. We're worried. We're concerned. We're concerned. Yeah. Just going to be completely honest. And it's fucking annoying. I know. It's fucking annoying. Y'all. We're going to continue having this conversation. We just need to take a deep breath (laughs) and a break. A deep breath and a break. And we'll be right back. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. 
That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me... It's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world-shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama, to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must-listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, mm. And let's not forget, Black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? 
Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I think what's, what makes it even more frustrating is that us as millennials, we are more educated, mm-hmm. more skilled, and we're struggling more. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Like, y'all told us to go to college, we went. Y'all told us to get advanced degrees, we did that. Advanced degrees ain't advancing us now. That's the annoying part. We were having this conversation too about how our we really thought that going to college was like the, the end all be all. Yes. You're gonna go to college. Now we worrying about damn, I didn't go into the right field. Girl, we were like, you know what, we should have went into law. Yeah, engineering. We should have went into law. We should have went into woman. law. We should have been stem. We should have went I mean, into it's all law. of the things, you know. But even when I was in college, I was working full time. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I've always been a working girl. <laughs> I've always been a working girl. Yeah. And I think, again, with us being the college girlies, we have an insane amount of more debt than our family, our parents had. You know, even our grandparents. We came out the gate with that. Yeah. Our parents, our grandparents have more wealth and assets than we do at at our age than we do now. When we look back and we have, like you said, more, more degrees more we have more diverse skills we're more educated and we are more vulnerable (laughs) we are more vulnerable it's like damn my grandparents owned their house for so many years they didn't have no college degree Mm -mm. they were able to buy so many things you know whatever it was they were able to live comfortably just live working at the airport girl government jobs deliver the mail stay at home mom on one income too that's another thing girl and that's that's what i'm saying i'm like y'all we got to tap into reality because we're having these conversations about you know living a soft life and being kept and having these men take care of us hey let's tap into reality because let's be realistic like how is that really happening in today's times like we want to live a soft life with our feet up and we're dating the average joe schmo yeah you know, we want to be taken on $200 dates. Last week or a couple weeks ago, there was a whole debate um, like a, or a conversation about how a woman makes $100,000 and she got her man a watch from TJ Maxx and she was wrong for that or that was cheap. Like what she want her to get him a Rolex? $100,000 don't mean nothing. That's what I'm saying. I'm Just like being completely honest. Stop. We haven't considered taxes wherever that person lives. We haven't considered their debt. Nigga, I might not have no more discretionary income to get him anything more than a watch from TJ Maxx. And Y'all then, don't know and my if it's finances. a nice watch, happy birthday, Merry Christmas, whatever the cause for the gift is, like, stop. Let's stop. We have to stop acting like we're all rich. And stop clocking everybody else. We have to stop clothes. acting like we're all rich because for Mind some reason, business. for some reason, we, we think that we are. And we all know what the fuck's really going on. Social media has made us feel like we're it all. Does. It's like you got to have the labels, y'all. There's some people out there with labels who don't need a label. Mm. I'm going to be completely honest. So we're striving. We're striving for the this and the that, the Gucci, the Fendi, Gucci, Louis Prada. <laughs> okay. We're striving for all of those things and the other shit is not taken care of. But you know why? It's because social media, because the it girls, the they, they say we're carrying this bag. So we're carrying this bag. They say we're wearing this fragrance. We're wearing this fragrance. And a lot of this shit is out of our tax bracket. Baby. I'm going to be completely honest. Don't well, You don't have no business wearing a $500 suit um, scent. 
The Baccarat. It, it, a Baccarat Rouge. <laughs> a Baccarat Rouge. And it's giving, I'm not clocking nobody's job, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a scent for somebody with a, in a certain tax bracket. And you are stressing yourself out trying to get the Baccarat Rouge and get all of the things when it's like, girl, the money is not going to add up. It's never going to add up. It's not. You got to treat yourself when you get like your tax return. Yeah. Or something like that. But like doing that label shit on the day to day. When one in five of us are living in poverty. <laughs> wake up. Per the stats. Per the stats. There's some yeah. great stats from the Huff Post. Post. One in five, like really, we do have to tap in and live within means, and stop making people feel badly for for living in their means, and for not going out and chasing, trying to keep up with the Joneses. It is that because that's another. That's why the goalpost really is on skates. It's on wheels, baby, because social media. And we're trying to keep up with influencers who are really doing that. They might have a two hundred thousand. Like they're really doing that. Now, they're really you bringing have the it in. Three hundred thousand, the two hundred thousand. By all means. High 200,000. Please get yourself some Baccarat Rouge. You deserve it. Everybody else loves Bell. (laughs) (laughs) And if you know, you know. Listen, I'm not mad at some love love Bell. Bell Okay, one vanilla sugar. Crazy. You can get you a little. A little Versace. I'm here for, I'm here. Listen, I like nice things. I have labels. I have treated myself, but I'm not killing myself and I'm not going into debt trying to keep up. Listen, There's really something that we have to put in our minds in the forefront of our minds and shift our perspective around what we can pay for and what we can afford. Those are two different things. I could pay for a lot of the shit out here. Does that necessarily mean that I want to be able to afford it day in, day out, month after month? No, that's the whole thing with exactly. the rent. I don't want to go live in That's a thirty two hundred dollar building. The thing is, at the rate we're going, there per the Huff Post, they're already the stats from the Huff Post. They're already saying that a lot of us will have to work until we're seventy five to retire. Older, if girl. we keep up seventy five or older until we retire, if we keep up with this trying to keep up, we ain't gonna never be able to rest no, it's, you because we're not gonna be putting our money that's already tight where it needs to go. Yeah, because we're trying to impress people. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Better. Imagine getting to your last days. Our our 80s, and we're like, I can't, I still gotta come clock in and work 40, 60 hours because Rent back in my prime, due. back in my prime, I was doing too much. Mm-hmm. We have to be smart, y'all. We have to be smart. Another um stat is that millennials have taken on at least 300 percent more student loan debt than our parents. We're also Half as likely to own a home as young adults were in 1975. Oh, I know that's true. Listen. That's facts, no printer. It really is. It is sad. Okay, so you know how people is talking that shit about be prepared because when the housing what? When the housing market busts, when it pops, it's no. gonna pop. It's not gonna pop. It's not popping. It's not gonna pop because the issue right now is supply and demand. Yeah. There's not enough houses being built to keep up with the supply of people who want to purchase something. So as interest rates go down, the people who are already ready are gonna be fighting for the few little houses that are and available. And paying way above the listing price because it's so competitive. And so listen, if we're not here in, to discourage anybody. No, no, we're not discouraging. We're speaking facts. But I'm saying if you do find some like a little gym or something that's like 700,000, the fact that that's a gym and we're in California. So yeah. that's the really the fucking problem. But if you do find a little gym like that, that's 700,000, you're going to be paying well above that because you're bidding. You're in a bidding war. Yeah. You're in a bidding war with people. 
And with people who might become another thing. And you know, us. we bank on the little first time home Listen, buyer. I was love. about to say, we want an FHA. We want a 3% down. We want the owner to play the calls and calls. We want a deal, baby. Get in there and find a deal for me. Can we get a program? We are a program. The Nakas. Please, where's the Naka? We're the Naka homes. Okay. And if you know, you know. Yeah, we want a motherfucking program. But the issue is there are investors and these people who are coming in, buying the homes. You you flat out hoping somebody will pay the closing costs and they just paying the shit in cash. We got the three hundred thousand dollars cash. We could do a three hundred thousand dollar down payment. We could we could pay for the shit outright. Seven hundred thousand. Here you go. Yeah. Million dollar home. Break it down. Build it back up. Yeah. Now they putting um townhomes up and they charging everybody five thousand dollars a month for rent. Mm. That's what's happened on my street two times over. Yeah. Two buildings. One there. One and they building another one. It's about to be happening three times. They're building. Oh, yeah, they are. They're building another one. Yeah. And I've checked those places out. I said it would be beautiful to live here. Girl. $5,000 a month, y'all. <sighs> 5000 It was $4,000 a month for a two bed. $4,000 for a two bed. $5,000 for a three bed. Six or seven for a four bedroom. But y'all want to ask people where their kids at. Where they going to sleep? We going to be sleeping on top of each other. Can't afford for everyone to have a room. Can't afford for everybody to eat. Nigga, you yeah, for for gonna be on that sports. titty, that permanent titty. <laughs> the nutrition. Listen, you know you're the still on this nutrition. titty. Okay, this conversation, I'm really loving where it's heading. We are coming with some tools because that's necessary. We can't just harp on all the bullshit without coming and giving you some solutions. So stick around. We'll be right back after this. Okay, y'all. So before we get back to the tips and <laughs> solutions, we got to get happy, y'all. We got to get happy. Mm-hmm. So how you can support us for free. Right. For free. Is by making sure you're following the show. You have hit the, that bell so you receive notifications for all our new episodes. And that you leave us a rating. Mm-hmm. Super easy. Engage with the content, y'all. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Put the episodes in your group chat if it's resonating with you. And we love to know if you're really loving the show. So there's a little box that asks you, how did you like the episode or what did you like about the episode? Let us know. We love reading that kind of stuff. It feels like free flowers. It does. It feels like free flowers. It feels so good to be affirmed in that way and just get get that feedback. So yes, do that for us. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also join us on the Homegirl Hangout. So if you like the content that you hear, over here on the show you'll love the homegirl hangout we give journal prompts to follow up with all the episodes so that you can unpack and go deeper into the topic for that week we also have three additional bonus episodes so if you don't find it here you're gonna find it over there yeah there's so much to to dive into there's years worth of content and the link to join us is down in the show notes okay so if you're in the spirit of treating yourself right you might want to join us in Belize for our retreat, our Unlocking Sisterhood retreat. It's going to be May 3rd through the 7th. We're talking about money here, but there are flexible payment plans that you can do this and it still makes sense and it don't have to eat up your pocketbook. Yeah. So there's tons of details in the show notes. Um, it's going to be a great time. We're going to be resting, relaxing, connecting, resetting, and doing all the things that good girls do when they go out on vacation. That so part. We'd that love part. to have you. That part. Okay, so let's get back to the show. Okay, y'all. Tips, tricks, solutions. Now, this is something that's a little harder to solve because like we 
um, understand this is a systemic issue. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. And I do believe that we need to get out there and march. <laughs> She's calling on us. I do this believe. Is the, this is the CTA. Call I do believe that we need to go out there and make something shake. What I think the the higher powers need to to do, we need some universal health care. Mm. We need universal child care. If y'all are saying that a hundred thousand dollars is a new dollar, then the low income, there needs to be adjustments and programs put into place for the new low income. Right. You know. Where are they for us? Where Where's the new? Where Where's the um subsidized housing? Yeah. Because if it's three hundred thousand and everybody who ain't making that it is giving, we need income. our EBT cards. We need we them need, filled we, up. We need them. We I need will them, take and mine. we are going to be swiping them with pride. Listen, hopefully. we are going to be swiping them with pride. We are going to destigmatize <laughs> what they mean and swipe them with pride. Okay, and Erewhon with my EBT. Listen, listen, I'm getting my shit. Hot Fuck plates and all. Hot plate. Um. So yeah, there's that that needs to take place because. That that's the part that's above us. But yeah. the part there are there are some things that we can do. Mm-hmm. There's some things that we can do now that we have the awareness that some shit's going on. You know, yeah. that's the first step. Let us know. So what we can do is avoid lifestyle creep or lifestyle inflation. So that's what that one. is, how this happens is when we start making money. We start spending more money. Mm-hmm. We move into these luxury apartment buildings. We get the more expensive cars. Uh, maybe if we don't even start making more money, maybe we move in with a partner. So we have more discretionary income to like, you know, spend. There's more money available. Yeah. So we start buying more things. We have more subscriptions. We're eating out the fancy dinners frequently. Mm-hmm. We're buying all of the labels. We're doing more online shopping. There's a lot. You just have more money to play with. So you think. So you think. But we're, really what we're doing is we're, we're inflating our own lifestyles and we're already battling. The, with real inflation. We're already battling with real inflation. Yeah. Then we have the lifestyle inflation. And then we're wondering what the fuck is going on because we've been programmed to think you make more money, live it up, run it up. Yeah. You deserve to be in a certain area or driving, like you said, a certain car. And that's the part that I'm keeping a, to- I'm keeping a tight grasp on. I'm looking at that tightly. I I'm am like, too. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You have to keep your antennas up. When it comes to this, because it's real. And I know the feeling. Yeah. I am blessed that my rent has not gone up in six years. And that's something that I've been able to keep a hold on. And I'm about to be making more money. And I need to really sit my ass there. Yeah. I really need to sit my ass there. Because that's what's going to get me ahead. That's what's going to keep me ahead. Mm-hmm. Staying in that place, having that low rent. I, 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 like everybody else, want the floor-to-ceiling luxury <laughs> doorman yeah. vibe. Concierge. Yeah. Yeah. I want it, too. But at what price? But is that smart for me? No. It's really not smart for me because there's other things that I like to do. I like to be outside. Yeah. And I like to be, like, and you know. occasionally travel. I like to travel. I like to have experiences. Buy and if I get things. into that motherfucking place... That's going to be it. You're going to be house broke is what I was just it. talking to somebody and she lived in a luxury building. Why did her rent go up to a uh, one bedroom, one bath? Carson. Why did her rent go up to 3500 Yeah, that's what will happen. In them high, high ass buildings, there don't be no rent control. And they base the rent by how many units are full at the time of renewal. They're mm-hmm. going to get their money. 
they're going to get have investors who are like managing the property. It's not like these small buildings, you know, when you're in a duplex or whatever, you likely have a private owner who has Which sense. I have. I have a private the owner. The private owners have sense. But when you're in them big ass buildings, if half them units are not filled up, then guess what? The tenants who are currently there are going to make up for the difference. Everybody's rent's going up 500. I cannot. It's crazy. And so, like I said, I'm going to stay there. I love my neighborhood. Yeah. It's a beautiful neighborhood. And I'm okay. Enjoy it. I'm okay. But damn, this is how you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. Another thing that we can do is avoid making impulse purchases. So, y'all, we're no longer just putting shit in a bag. We're no longer just running it up, swiping our card every goddamn place, everywhere we go. Instead, we're going to create a list of desires, things that we want. A buy list, for instance. You can put those items that you desire on a list. And after a predetermined amount of time, you decide what that time is, whether it be a week or a month. If you still want the thing after that time has passed, then go ahead and gift it to yourself. You know, really sit with the decision because sometimes that will happen. Oh, I seen this. Oh, I really want it. We're moved by our impulses. We can be moved by our impulses, but we have to check that we're we're in control. It's not our emotions. Sometimes there's something that I think I want. And after I don't buy it for a few days, I'm like, yeah, you don't even want it no more. I'm like, I don't even need it no more. And we think we want it because, like you said, we're getting these messages that this shit that we should have. Yeah, you definitely want that bag. It's the it girl bag. Do you really want it? Do you really need the motherfucking bag? No. Majority of the time, it's no. No. That'd be if you answer. have a staple black bag, Girl. quality, put, put your shit on. And put some miles on it. Yeah, put some miles on it. Put some miles on it. it. Put some miles on it. And don't be feeling bad because, you know, we'll be like, she wearing that down. And, and I she am. is. Cost per wear. It's mine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these, if it's a label, a material bag, for the most part, it's a good leather quality bag. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put some miles on it. (laughs) Okay. We also got to ask ourselves what is enough. Like when we're thinking about what will make us happy, we have to be really careful that we're not thinking about it from a consumerist mindset because that'll have us constantly thinking that more things are going to make us happy. And that's not always the case, right? So there's a financial planner by the name of Paco DeLion or Leon. Leon? Leon. Leon. DeLion. That suggests that we should decouple our goals from material things and start thinking about how we want to feel. Yeah. So... Like I mentioned, I want to live in a luxury building just as much as the next material girly. But there's really something. Material girl. Right. There's really something like deeper about like how I really want to feel in my place. Like I want it to be like beautiful Mm -hmm. and I want it to be comfortable. So there are other places that can provide that same beauty and comfort that might not be like a luxury building. Like it might be a gym that's found um, I'm all for a gym. That's yeah, what I want, actually. You know, like, it could please. be a gym. It could be something that's found through doing search. I feel like I find gyms pretty good when I really put my nose to the ground. You do. So, like... I need you to lock in on me a place. Jeremy, figure out what you're doing first. One minute you tell me to lock in, then no, you, you say you're staying. In. You know you could lock in at my budget. In my budget, you could lock in. Okay. I'm talking about the fucking, you know, floor to ceiling beat. That's not feasible. Right. That's and that's easy to find. I, I could find a floor to ceiling luxury building easy. Yeah. But finding a gym, like just when I when it's time for me to like move, I'm sure I could lock in and find a gym that will be equally great. Yeah. You know? And so instead of um thinking about what I need, I can just think about 
how I want to feel mm-hmm. and also thinking about like, okay, how much money do I need to make to live the life I want to live, but also be able to save for emergencies yeah. and not be in a damn pickle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I had got my car serviced last week and the loaner that they gave me was a newer version of my car. Is it this year, this year model? And I was like, oh, when when I when they pulled it up, I said, what is this? I right. didn't know it was the same card as mine. Oh. And they're like, this is a 2023, you know, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, wow. So I yeah. got into it and immediately I started having those feelings of like, obviously this is attainable because I already got this. It's just a newer version. And I'm like, wow, this is really nice. But then I check myself and I'm like, what you got is still nice to yeah. you. Because we'll be chasing that feeling of like, I new. need this to make me happy. Yes. Yeah. This new thing, this shiny toy, the this year thing will make me feel even better than I feel in my car. But I was like, no, I enjoy my car. I love my car. My car is in great condition. It's being serviced regularly. Right, and it's I don't, reliable. Right. It's reliable. The note is within reason. I'm happy with that. And I don't need the new thing just to say I got the new thing. No. I'm like, that's not going to make me feel happy. This is great. I I was really proud of myself because I was able to appreciate that. I really like I was able to adore the car, you know, and appreciate the new technology that they put in the car. And I'm like, when it's time for me to upgrade my car, whenever that makes sense for me, then I'll do it. I'm not being pushed to do it because I think this new thing is going to make me feel good. Yeah. So, no, that's how I felt when it was time um, for my lease to be up on my car Mm because I have a lease car or I had a lease car and. The natural progression, we think, is like, okay, yeah, the lease is up, get the newest whip. Yeah. But when I stepped into that dealership, even before, and I saw the interest rates and what new cars were going for, I'm like, it's not your time. It's, it's actually not. time to buy the car. Yeah. Because what? I can't have a $700 car note. I cannot have a $700 motherfucking dollar car note. No. That's not an option for me. And then it's like, if it is, if you do, what else will be? Well, we'll have to sacrifice. You'll sacrifice more just to drive the car. Nigga, emergency come up. You can't even take care of what you need to take care of. You got to get tires. Can't do that because no, oh, it's too yeah. much. All of that has to be considered. When or you that are car going to be moves. parked. Listen, when you're making moves. Can't afford to go nowhere. <laughs> Another tip, y'all. We have to start getting comfortable talking to our friends about money. Yeah. You know? As vulnerable and tricky and sticky as the money conversations can be, we still have to have them. Hopefully you're in a relationship with people where it's like it doesn't have to be too taboo, but we know that it happens. Like we mindlessly kind of go out and be like, we'll split the check five ways. We'll split the check yeah, four we'll ways. Yeah, we'll split the check or I got it this time. We'll split it when that might not be everybody's story. Everybody might not be comfortable taking that approach in this season. And if that's you, then it's okay for you to say something like, hey, y'all, I'm monitoring my money a little closer. I'm going to get my food on the side. You know, I'm just trying to make sure that I know exactly what I'm spending. I'm budgeting. And I want to join, but this is how it makes the most sense for me. Or if it doesn't make sense for you to go out at all, share that as well. I'm really keeping a close eye on my entertainment, my going out expenses, and I'm going to have to pass on y'all. I'm going to eat dinner at home, but I hope y'all have a great time. Nobody's going to judge you for making an executive decision around your finances, being fiscally responsible. Like, yeah, girl, don't come. Yeah. Don't come. That's totally fine by me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is a conversation that we should have more often. Like, does everybody feel comfortable splitting the bill? Yeah. Or with some, cause we do, we'll just be like split. It, it. becomes obligatory. Yeah. It becomes obligatory or customary. I yeah. should say customary. Yeah. But 
And depending on who I'm with, I don't really care. But I think it's helpful for any to like kind of loosen any tension if somebody doesn't feel comfortable to be like, I really don't want to do that to say y'all good. Yeah. Does anybody want a separate check tonight? Yeah. And also realizing that different people have different money privileges. That's just the reality of like friend groups. Mm -hmm. There, There can be like a common thread. But everybody has different situations. So it's just very mindful to be able to have those conversations or to think about that. And if you don't feel like you can have those conversations, then that's another issue Mm. that might have to be addressed. But don't get shamed into being broke. Mm. Shit. Okay. Next tip or solution is to review your budgets. Mm -hmm. We're reviewing our budgets with this inflation shit going on. If you don't have a budget, it's time to create a budget. And if you do have one, then we're going to be looking at it with a fine tooth comb, going through it with a fine tooth comb. A rat tail. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be looking at mine with a rat tail. We do, because if we don't look at it, that's how money slips through our fingers. Yes. Where is my money going? The subscriptions? Am I taking advantage of all of them? Maybe I need to cut back. Maybe I can't do it all. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. I can't do the class past the gym. The chiropractor, you know, yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at it and look for opportunity. Honestly, we should be looking for opportunities to cut shit. Yeah, that's what it needs to be at this time. <laughs> what can go? You know, what can go that what I'm really not go? using? Because we're not getting the relief on the front end, so we have to create relief on the back end. Yeah. What can go? I have not been to that gym. Uh, I have not been. It has to go. At this point, I'm holding on to a, if I go, you know. Yeah, what it's like. But I have not been going. And then that's $30 every month. $30 a month. 30 times 12. What is that? $600? I'm I'm terrible with math. Is that $600, y'all? Now we got to do the math. We think it is. $360. Ooh, 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 ooh. (laughs) See, I'm going to edit that. Yeah, but you know, there's some there's things that are fixed expenses. You can't do anything about your rent. Can't do anything about your mortgage. You can't do anything about your car note until that's paid off. So look for where areas of opportunity where you can do something. Yeah, I already shared that I like live with my partner, and I re- realized like a few months back, earlier in the year, for like y'all probably for like eight months, I hadn't really been looking at my budget. I had been looking at my expenses. You hadn't been looking at your budget for. I eight. had been looking at. Uh, hold on. I hadn't been, I've been looking at my expenses. I knew what I was spending, but I didn't, I wasn't following a tight budget like I once had. You were just spending money because you were, you, you were used to your bills being lower. You got used to your bills being lower. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's rent being, you know what I'm saying? This is easy. Yeah. And I have, like I said, because you know the vibes. It's like you feel like you have more, you do have more money, more discretionary income. So I was just going off vibes like, oh, check came in. I wasn't looking at nothing, doing all the things. And then I realized, damn, I'm spending a lot of money. Damn, I don't know where my money going. There's no way that I'm in a dink household and I'm, I'm not really like saving more. That was really was important to me. Like, how am I not putting up hella more money to save? I had to sit down and get myself together. I'm like, bills don't need to be more than 50% of your income. What are you spending and what are you saving? And yeah, the I, 50, 30, 20. Period. Yeah. Now, now I'm like, look, you got 30% of your income to save, spend, which is a good amount. Stop doing hella much. Yeah. Like put it in your kitty and get things off your kitty. And and since refocusing, because I was focused at one point, I got off track. Kitty, you could split that kitty up so quick. Girl, then you be in the real, in the pussy. You go from, <laughs> <laughs> you go from the kitty to the main account. The main account is the big cat. Uh, I'm like, I'm actually in my cat. 
I'm no longer in my kitty. Girl, and then go over to the bussy when you're in the savings. Like, hold on. Get back to the kitty. Get, because now it's giving anal. Fuck from the front and back. Now we're in the booty hole, okay? (laughs) And the booty hole, right? When we get to the booty hole, you were supposed to be in the kitty. Right. The kitty is the clit. The kitty is is where we're putting aside. To blow, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's a spin check and get it right back for yeah. where you can just spin that mindlessly. The kitty is for whatever you want to have do. Yeah. Once I'm in my cat, things are different. Yeah. Why are we in my cat? <laughs> Why am I in my cat? I don't want to be in my cat, and I definitely don't want to be in that booty hole. Listen. The savings, do not touch that. That's exactly what a booty hole is. Off the limits. booty hole, yeah, the don't booty hole that. is a savings. Special occasion. The booty hole is a savings. I want to stay in that kitty. I want to stay in the kitty. Okay. We can kitty all day. Yeah. So look at that budget, y'all. Yeah. Look at it. Don't sleep on it. Okay. Next, y'all, we're diversifying our income. This is really important. Although, you know, inflation is high, we have to find ways or we can get creative around ways to get a little extra income. So maybe that looks like a side hustle or a little part-time job if you can, not to kill yourself. But, you know, something to bring in a few little extra coins. Maybe you could braid your homegirl's hair. Nigga, we work two jobs. This is our this is our side hustle. So, like, what is it that you can be creative around or resourceful around and get some extra money? Yeah. The way I will be a barista if shit goes bad. I always say that. Or I will get, I will work at Sephora as I will a get beauty right advisor. back into my retail bag. I will work a part-time job doing some HR consulting. Yeah. I will do what I need to do to live the life that I want to live. And if a layoff or something occurs where you're forced to, you know, out of your primary job, at least you'll have a little something, something to fall back on. Yeah. So, yeah. Diversify it, baby. Yeah. We got to. Also, and this is something that I need to do yesterday. Open a high yield savings account. When we're putting our money in our like regular bank savings account, they're not really working for us. But if you put it in a high yield savings account, you can earn interest on the money that you're saving. Mm-hmm. They give you, I think it's like two to four percent. Yeah, it's typical. On, yeah, we have. Yeah, one. I have one. So that gives you more leverage, you know, instead of it just sitting in the account. And some of the online banks, they have lower costs because they don't have the overhead costs as like a regular brick and mortar mm-hmm. bank would have. So high yield savings account. Tap in. This is the time. Yeah. Put your emergency fund in that. Yeah. You know, because it's the booty hole. We're not supposed to be touching it. It yeah. that makes it harder to touch it too. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's way there. difficult, way yeah. more difficult. Okay. Y'all hopefully you found those tips, tricks, solutions, valuable and getting ahead. Usually, this is the part where we tell you to pick up your pin because we're dropping a gym and we have something to share with y'all. But I think we said a mouthful today. Yeah. So the gym would be wake up and stay woke. Mm-hmm. You know, have these conversations with your friends, your family members. Be honest and be real. Period. And okay. that's that on that. That's that on that. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with a friend. Make sure you're following us on Instagram. We'll be back here next week at the same time. Love you. Bye. Bye.